0: Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 22nd of February, and I'm now going to run through key developments uh, last week in the markets and also our thoughts going forward. Well, global equities actually slipped back a bit last week. Um, In sterling terms, they were down some 1.5%, in local currency terms, down a bit less than that, and they're also down a bit today. But really, you know, these declines followed two weeks of strong gains. And are really nothing particularly noteworthy. Of rather more note, uh, last Friday, uh, last Friday was actually one year on exactly from when equity markets hit their pre COVID high. So I think it's just worth reflecting for a moment on where we stand compared to those pre COVID highs. And somewhat remarkably, global equities are now up um, some ten and a half percent in sterling terms since then. China is very much the standout winner. With a gain of uh, 36.2%, while the U.S. is up 12%, and the U.K. is trading behind by quite a way, with actually a loss of close to 7%. But really, it was government bonds which were the main focus of attention last week. Uh, Ten-year yields rose uh, 0.15 to 0.2% in the U.K. and the U.S., and they're now back up to around 0.7% in the UK and just under 1.4% in the States. And this really leaves them um, around 04 to 0.5% above where they were at the start of the year. And what this rise in yields means is that UK gilts have now actually lost as much as 5.9% year to date. And this very much highlights that UK government bonds are very much no longer the risk-free investment that they once were. And that's why we only have a small allocation in our portfolios. The rise in the U.S. in the rise in U.S. yields has, if you want to pinpoint it to one factor, has been driven by the prospect of another large fiscal stimulus over coming weeks. Um, John Doe, uh, the American equivalent of uh, Joe Bloggs, could very well receive another $1,400 check from the Treasury in coming weeks. And that's hard on the heels of the $600 they received only a few weeks ago. And that $600 check is no doubt the main reason behind why uh, retail sales surged in the States in January uh, much more than expected. They grew actually as much as uh, 5.3%. Well, in the UK, at least in the short term, um, it's a very different story. So rather than a big upward surprise for retail sales in January, we actually had um, a big downward surprise. And essentially, retail sales in the UK plunged as much as 8.2% as the lockdown took its toll. Um, This was double the decline you saw in November, but equally it was um, under half the decline you saw back last, um, last spring. So retail sales are down sharply, and in terms of sort of where they're headed short-term, the problem is that this budget, the forthcoming budget in early March, there's going to be no big giveaways there. With any largesse from the Chancellor, very much limited probably to a grudging extension of the furlough scheme for a few more more months. So what has driven uh, this spike higher in UK yields? Really, I think it's been driven by the rapid vaccine rollout. And what this has meant is that this has brought an end to speculation rates could actually be pushed into negative territory. For all the talk that, you know, the government is going to be data rather than dates driven in terms of the exit from lockdown and that the exit from lockdown is going to be cautious, uh, the markets are in fact penciling in a pretty rapid rebound of the economy starting in the second quarter. Moving sort of back to equities, the current high level of valuations has undoubtedly been justified by the exceptionally low level of rates. And so the recent upward trend in bond yields naturally raises the question of whether this uh, poses a threat to equity markets. Well, we're far from complacent on this front, but our basic view is that yields will probably have to increase significantly further than is likely in order to pose much of a threat to equity markets. And this is because the rise in yield is being driven by Primarily by expectations of a stronger growth and inflation, which are good news for equities and supportive, good news for corporate earnings and supportive for equities. Uh, This rise would be much more problematic if it was down to worries that central banks were poised to start unwinding the massive monetary stimulus. But as Fed Chair Powell um, is undoubtedly going to reiterate in his testimony to Congress this week, the Fed plans to remain, to use their exact words, patiently accommodative to support the struggling labour market. Well, with no reduction in stimulus likely this year almost anywhere, possibly the only exception is going to be China, we think any further rise in yields should be pretty limited. And if you sort of cast your mind back to 2013 in the so called taper tantrum, when US bond yields actually surged as much as 1%. In the, manner of a, in the matter of months, and this was due to the fears that the Fed would start scaling back its quantitative easing program back then, well what actually happened to equities? They proved relatively resilient in 2013 even though you had a fairly sharp and substantial rise in bond yields. And in fact, the upper trend in equities continued that year even though there was the odd correction. So we're not too worried about the upward trend in bond yields in terms of derailing equity markets. Well while bonds were the focus last week, the other sort of focus, at least for UK investors, was the pound. Um, And I have to say that normally um, the pound would be a focus for UK holiday makers, but we don't have many of them at the moment, so it's more of a focus just for UK investors. Anyway, it hit. 140 against the dollar for the first time in just under three years. It's up from a low of 115 against the dollar um, last spring and very much it has been buoyed by the same factors driving up gilt yields. It has to be said though that the gains in the pound have been much more pronounced against a weak dollar than other currencies and overall the pound is really only back to the top end of the trading range seen since it's sort of post-Brexit referendum slide in 2016. And if, as we expect, you know, foreign investors finally start to appreciate how cheap UK equities are, then we think you're going to see some inflows and that could drive the pound somewhat higher. And hopefully that will be in time for resumption of foreign holidays later this year. Anyway, on that optimistic note, I will close for the day. So thank you for listening and I'll be back again next week. please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.